The NZME's business commentator Fran O'Sullivan is with us for more on the Three Waters Entrenchment. E- evening, Fran. Good evening there, Heather. Fran, mm. perhaps you can clarify this for us, right, because it seems to be a point of some confusion. The entrenchment, in order, the 60%, is that required only to unwind the privatisation of the water aspect of this bill or the entire bill? At the moment, it seems as if it just relates to that clause, but it's an open question. And some people are suggesting that you can't just unwind that on its own. So I think we're looking for more clarity from uh, the government. I think one of the most interesting things here is we've had what various constitutional lawyers are saying, but we haven't heard yet from the Attorney-General, David Parker, who we know is against the um, expansion, if you like, of... um, uh, too much power into the hand of Māori. Uh, and, you know, this whole thing is not just about uh, privatisation. I think that's a real red herring. This is about entrenching the current system. And what we've got is if um, National gets into power, they don't want to privatise uh, the companies. What they want to do is unwind it and place it back in the power of the local authorities and find some other way of looking after them. So really the situation is how do you unwind that? And it's a very mixed question. The worst thing from my perspective is reading today that various people like the Leader of the House, Chris Hipkins, didn't understand what was being voted on. Uh, Previously, of course, the government had talked about a 75% uh, entrenchment against privatisation. Uh, and, um, you know, that never went anywhere. And uh, this has really been sneaked in by you, Jamie Sage, uh, at, a, at a late night sitting, you know, as a supplementary order paper um, with the support of the local government minister, Nanaya Mahuta, but with, that, with some of the cabinet saying or maintaining that they were not aware of it. And this is a shite way for law to be made. Fran, it raises some questions because if Eugenie Sage is able to work with Nanaya on it, but Nanaya hasn't alerted the leader of the House, what does that say about the relationship between, I I don't know, senior politicians and (laughs) Nanaya or senior politicians and the Māori caucus who are also senior? Yes, well, I mean, it would appear that there would be a bit of a conflict of interest here. I mean, this is Nanaya Mahuta, the local government minister. She's also obviously a major player in the Māori caucus, which has 15 uh, seats in uh, the government, uh, MPs, and that caucus wields a lot of power. What Mm. it does is it has a caucus of its own ahead of the major party caucus each week. And uh, they have been very, very successful because, of course, if they walked out, the government would fall. And, of course, they'd be voting for their own, um, you know, kind of demise if they did that, arguably, or not. But, um, you know, it's, it's really quite atrocious. I mean, why was this not debated at Cabinet? This is not something that should come in further down the food chain and uh, being brought in the way it was. It is so fundamental constitutionally, and that's what the lawyers are on about. And, um, you know, it really should have been in front of Cabinet. There should have been um, advice from Crown Law. The Attorney-General should have had a view on it. This should not have just come in the way it has done. Now, of course, they're faced with how, how do they unwind it because it's already been voted on. So um, it's, it's a difficult sort of situation, really, but it's something that shouldn't have come about. And the point you made earlier talking about um, Tucker Morgan, um, you know, the issues around who gets what water later on, you know, out of the Waikato uh, River for Auckland, for instance. I mean, this is all starting to get extremely... Um, you know, extremely concerning, frankly, and this is not where Three Waters started out, because when Nanaya Mahuta 
uh, set on this path as local government minister. It didn't talk about adding the complexity of multiple layers of Maori governance from the point of view of regulation. Effectively, what the Crown has done has taken uh, assets out of the hands of local government by legislation, placed on its own, and then allowed another uh, set of people to have great control over it. So arguably it's privatised it anyway and handed mm. control, a certain amount, not all of it, but a degree of control by may, by way of making policy statements uh, to Murray. And this is something that is so fundamental, it deserves a heck of a lot more uh, discussion and not being bashed through just before Christmas as it is. I couldn't agree more with everything you've just said, Fran, and thank you for the insight. Appreciate it. Fran O'Sullivan, NZME's business commentator.